Greetings old Haleyburians and members of the wider Haleybury community wherever and whenever you are listening to this podcast. This is Keith White from the class of 62 bringing you the fourth of our regular podcast series using audio material from the Haleybury archive. And now here's our audio archivist Gordon Hawley to tell us about a unique item from our files. Thanks very much Keith. In this episode we're about to listen to the oldest item in our audio collection which is a 78 RPM shellac recording from 1953 of Headmaster Sholto Black's farewell speech delivered to the Halebury community at the Thanksgiving service in St Cuthbert's Church, Brighton in late November 1953. We had it digitised some 15 years ago as it was probably the most fragile item in our collection Shellac was a very brittle substance and was ultimately replaced by vinyl. Although we have cleaned the audio file up a little, the sound is still a bit scratchy, as most 78 RPM discs traditionally were. As well as farewelling his students, wishing them well and urging them to make changes for the better in the world, Sholto Black also draws some interesting analogies from the major changes in Australia and the world in 1953. Again we meet together to end a school year. Many of you standing with your feet on the threshold of adventure. To you I commend this text. Cast thy bread upon the waters thou shalt find it after many days. The school has done what it can to make you stand firmly and step out boldly. All of you have come a little further along life's road with the guiding hands of home and school pointing the way. And this is something to be grateful for in the sight of God. We, your parents and teachers, render thanks for the privilege of guiding you, for the warm heart feelings our work has given us. Always at this time of the year, I have been saying goodbye and Godspeed to boys who are leaving. But this time, I am, if possible, a little more deeply with you. I, too, I'm ending my career at Halebury. I'm glad that my last official act is to end my stay in the way I've always asked you to end your school career, thanking God for his infinite goodness. Our Father, by whose servants our house was built of old, whose hand hath crowned her children with blessings manifold. For these unfailing mercies, far strewn along our way, with all who passed before us, we praise thy name today. Each year, as boys leave school, new hopes enter the world. Don't let the world be disappointed in its hopes is a grand place for people to enter if their hearts are strong and their minds are good. A challenging world that makes the first Elizabethan age pale and insipid by contrast with the age of the second Elizabeth. 
1871, the baby Ernest Rutherford was born in a humble cottage in Nelson, New Zealand. Early in this century, the then Lord Rutherford, as Cavendish Professor of Physics at Cambridge University, was to probe and batter the atom until it revealed its basic secrets. Others followed in his train until the devastating explosions at Hiroshima released to a stunned and incredulous world the atomic age. An age that will see more change, more marvel than any other era. An age that will require more exciting planning, more adventurous statesmanship than this world has ever dreamed of. Fear has made men dread the thing that they have created. Yours and your fellows of every land, the task of removing fear and introducing sanity into the councils of the nations. More still is yours the task to bend this turbulent force towards the ends of good. From it you must bring the healing power of isotopes. With it you must generate the power that shall make the seemingly impossible possible. Never before has youth been so challenged. Greatness lives within the nation whose people accept the challenges of life. Thanksgiving is active, not a passive glad acceptance. If you are to be steadfast in the face of disappointments, you will meet as you encounter life's challenges. You will need faith, faith in yourself, faith in your purposes, in your fellow men. There is nothing that can sustain you and those around you like faith in your fellows. It is infectious and catching, powerful and sustaining. And the only faith that is real is that which comes from belief in the sustaining power of Almighty God and His divine purposes. Millions of years ago, there flourished in what we call the Latrobe Valley, vast steaming tropical forests that piled mat upon mat of thick vegetable matter upon the face of the earth. Changes of climate and the evolution of the earth's crust brought layers of earth burying and compressing the vegetation. Physical and chemical forces transmuted it to carbon. Again the changes were run. And the forces of erosion began to lay bare the great storehouse of brown coal. We probably destroy that primitive source of heat and power, our forests. And there beneath our feet have been stored the forests of millions of years ago. Heat gathered when the earth was young is still there waiting for our use. We ravish our coal and oil fields, and yet there is still uranium. How bounteous is our God. How exciting are the pursuits after his truths. Be of good courage. Adventure waits you at every turn of the road. We wish you well. We entreat you never to cease that search you have been engaged in. Continue always a ceaseless quest after truth, beauty, and goodness through the knowledge and love of God. 
boys pass in and out of our gates in an infinite procession, endless through the ages. Headmasters come and go, but their binding things remain, truth, beauty, goodness. Each of us catches a little left by the path. Each adds the pile of human history and inspiration stored in a good school. Pray God that we have fought much and given more as we go to join the throngs of those in whose footsteps we tread. Hmm, fascinating stuff. What a visionary outlook, noting the dawn of the second Elizabethan era, which had only just begun. I like the way Sholto Blake mentions the double-edged sword of nuclear physics and acknowledges the role played by his fellow New Zealander, Ernest Rutherford. And then that almost poetic description of Victoria's brown coal resources, which probably wouldn't be received quite as well by some sections of our society in these days of climate change concern. At the time, many members of the school community commented on Sholto Blake's oratory, comparing him to Robert Menzies. You can be the judge of that in our next episode, when we plan to run an extract from Menzies' speech opening the Keysborough campus, only 10 years after this Sholto Black recording was made. And now a further segment taken from an interview I did with Bill Waters, talking to Haydenbury legend Jim Brown in 2012. In this extract, Jim talks about the six initiatives of Robert Pargeter's reforms and some of the outcomes. Can you recall just some of the changes that he brought about in regard to either staff, council, parents and students? Well, maybe we should, first of all, just list off, uh, you've probably got this elsewhere, but the way I saw it was, it was called Halloween 2000. The planks? The yeah. planks, of starting off with co-education and junior school from the ELC through to year three. And I'd have to say my reaction to that is, as a grandparent, I've seen two grandchildren go through this and they're still there. It's a very happy place. It's a phrase that Robert liked to use, I think. What he was trying to achieve was a happy school. Mm. And you can certainly see that at Castle. I can't speak for the other two campuses, but I've now got one grandson in year one and the other one's still in ELC. And they're certainly very happy at the school. So that's plan one. Reintroduction of a middle school for years, uh, was it five to eight? Segregation of sexes at that point. And I think that the thing there is if you're going to have a large institution then you do need to have decentralised stages of education uh, properly defined with the right people in charge at each level. Mm -hmm. The third plank was a special year nine program with 30% of the time spent off campus. That I think has been well received. Mm -hmm with uh, quite exciting options. You'd know more about that than I do because you've been on them. But, uh, it, was a, it was a softer sort of approach than uh, sending everybody to Pelican, wasn't it? It certainly was, yeah. well, One thing that does concern me a bit is when we meet up with students who have been through that Pelican period, that's the first thing they normally reminisce about fondly, the fact yes. that they went through and survived the trials at Pelican. And maybe it, it was quite an important uh, event in their development. Well, certainly Michael Aikman would defend it vigorously. I thought that he felt that young men needed to be, mm. you know, go through those sort of rigours of uh, the camping-style situation compared with going to Sydney or going mm. to the Barrier Reef or Central Australia. They're certainly much softer options. Absolutely. Yeah. It's interesting to see how many schools now have special Year 9 programs. Mm. And uh, mm. I think our measures are pretty well, isn't it? Mm. Oh, yes. It's good. The, the fourth one is a senior school, and you have a broadening of the curriculum and encourage more student-focused learning. 
and the BCE spread over three years. I'd have to point out there that, of course, we already had a three-year VCE in the sense that we had year 10 students taking two humanity subjects, history and RS, and we had two science studies also in year 10. So we're on the, on the way, but we're moving more slowly in the wrong value to what it, uh, it to be. The next was improve the school culture, more attention to individual needs, encourage underachievers, and stress value-adding. These mm. are the sort of key phrases used, I think. Mm. And... Um, the most important thing, of course, was parallel education, which was uh, from year four, single gender classrooms. Now, I'd have to confess to opposing some of the new studies, uh, which uh, have subsequently been introduced. Business management was proposed, for example. This was my area of, of commerce. I thought it was less demanding, it certainly is, than economics, legal studies and accounting. Mm. And so I didn't think there was a need to do it. Now, in retrospect, I would now acknowledge that it was important to broaden the curriculum. The sort of things that have been done by bringing in business management, psychology, hospitality, technology studies, certainly cater for a greater diversity of, of the intake. And you think that's a positive? You don't think it's a, what some might say a dumbing down of what Hale be offered academically? I've heard some old boys talk to me and say, you know, we look at these premiers awards and say, what are some of these topics that people are being recognised for, what about the other subjects, the sciences perhaps, that uh, we used to get and don't get. Can I offer one criticism of the plan uh, at this point and say that I think to get all Year 11 students to take two Unit 3 and 4 studies uh, was much too demanding mm -hmm. for uh, many students. At the point that Parker came, we had about 40% of our Year 11, 40%, less than half, taking one study. Now maybe we could have been a bit more generous than that, but I'm interested to see that Derek Scott has reversed that policy and now in, in year 11 they take only one mm. study. So I think you got that one wrong. Yes. What do you think were the most significant things that he implemented at Halebury, both measurable and qualitative? Well clearly the most uh, important thing was parallel education, geared to the stages of development, ELC, junior school, middle school, year nine, senior school. Going with that, of course, was increased enrolments. And mm. I think Parker felt that we needed to have a school of 3,000 students to make it financially viable with uh, boys and girls. And that has been more, more than achieved, hasn't it? Mm. And if you've got that sort of number of fee-paying parents, you can afford better facilities, tennis courts, we had 20 before Parker came, mm. but we've got a lot, lot more of that now. Uh, you know, more and better classrooms, better libraries, assembly halls. So that, that's a, a positive, and it, it's been sustained. In other words, for more than a decade, we've been able to present this plan with its six planks and uh, a parallel education and to get growing enrollments. So it's almost embarrassing to have three and a half thousand students but financially it must be a, a great benefit and means as the current principals told me that the school will be debt free in about another 12 months time so which is amazing because uh, that wasn't the case five six years ago well, when you consider the outlay that Parker had to uh, get in to mm -hmm. go through I mean they had to sell off some land to get there but to borrow heavily as well that is a significant achievement once again, a valuable eyewitness account into a watershed period for the school. 
And now for something a little different. The organising committee for the 120th Ball, which was held at the National Gallery of Victoria in 2012, invited old boy Scott Edgar from the class of 1990 to compose and perform a song in honour of the occasion. Since leaving school, Scott has made a name for himself as a composer and musician, particularly with the music satire group Tripod. Take it away, Scott. From the CBD, oh hey, Lebrie. We wore the blaze so proudly. Mine was way too big for me. I was a growing boy, and those things were not free. Oh hey, Lebrie. Oh hey, Lebrie. We were mostly quite pimply. Of limb, nobly of me, and when I first laid eyes on thee, I'd learned some big lessons on the bus already. The first eighteen were almighty, with all respect, that wasn't me. We were all Haley men, but some of us liked the Smiths and poetry. clever. I hope you enjoyed it. Well, that's it for this fourth From the Archives podcast. The next episode will be coming in March. If you've got a comment to make or a story you'd like to tell, please get in touch. My home email 
redhillsouth at icloud.com, all lowercase. Voicemail would be nice if you could manage it. And don't forget to include your name and final year. This is Keith White signing off from the Archives, Series 1, Episode 4, February 2019. Thanks for listening.